Hey everybody, this is Diana Stemkowski of Diana, your biz and life coach. And this episode, I'm talking about mind management and what I mean by that and why we want to learn how to do that. Why is it important for us to build that muscle, to build that skill and the results or the impact that skill can have on our businesses and our lives. So first a review, um, I've been talking over the last few episodes about new beliefs, uh, building self-confidence, self-trust and self-belief and why those are so important to be aware of and to build as you, we work in our businesses. So today I'll be talking about mind management, arguably the most important thing we can learn and do for ourselves and our lives inside and outside of our businesses. We're not taught this in schools, which is a damn shame because it would save us so much discomfort, questionable decision-making, suffering along the way. But I digress. So mind management to me looks like this. It is having and using tools which enable us to become more aware of how our brains process information, including our emotional states, our reactions to the things around us, in order to make the thousands of unconscious and conscious decisions we make every day. And so these thousands of decisions shape our present and our future in powerful ways that we may not even be aware of. And this goes to, I think, when you think about decision-making, you know, we just make automatic, automatic decisions based on what we know to be true, you know, based upon our past decisions. And, you know, it becomes a very unconscious things, unconscious, unconscious thing for us to do. And so we make thousands of unconscious decisions every day. We put, you know, toothpaste on our toothbrush. We put the key in the door. Um, those are all kinds of decisions, really. We've decided to go out the door to our car and to our job. So we have to um, turn the key to unlock the door in order for that, that step to happen. So it, it, we could break down every decision we make that way. I mean, there are, of course, non-decisions. Like, I'm not going to make the decision about this piece of paper on my desk and it'll sit here. And so basically that is a decision. It's just a, you know, a non-active one. Um, so decisions are really important. I, it's one of my favorite things to talk about because it says so much about how we look at the world through our decision-making. Um, but that's a, another topic for another day. But so going back to the thousands of decisions we make every day, on top of the decisions, there are thoughts. We have thousands of thoughts in our brains. Uh, they in include different thoughts, beliefs, assumptions, judgments, whatever they are, impressions that are running in the back of our brain, mostly unconsciously, every second of every day. And many of these thoughts, the impressions, assumptions, whatever, are creating the results or the outcomes we have in our lives. The ones we do want and the ones we don't necessarily want that seem to happen to us. We think basically what's happening outside of us is making us feel a certain way or doing certain things 
when in reality, we are creating them in ourselves through those, our thinking, the beliefs, the assumptions, the judgments. And I'll show you what I mean. But first, I want to explain this awareness tool a bit, which is the backbone of my coaching. And it's called the model. And it is, uh, it's not something I came up with. It's something I learned when I was in the coaching, my coaching certification, um, which consists of five components. There is the circumstance line, the C line. This is the facts of a situation, something someone said or did, didn't do, did, or what most of us know to be true or verifiable. This would also include money. An, an amount of money is a circumstance because it's just a number. And that's just a fact. You can, you know, people looking at a bank balance, for instance, or the price of something, that is a fact. It's a number. It's verifiable. And so the second component part of this is the T line, the thought line. And these are sentences or phrases in our minds that are our reaction to the circumstance. The next line is a, the F line, the feeling line, which are caused by our thinking. There are sensations in the body that comes up when we think a certain thing. The next component is the A line, the action line, which is, I think, for a lot of people where we're most comfortable. But it's not the most powerful line of this particular model, of this particular formula. And our actions are fueled by that emotion, whatever it is. And so the last line is the result, which is created by those actions, which was created by that feeling which came from our thinking. So our thoughts, feelings, and actions play pivotal roles in the results that come about in our lives. So I'm going to give you an example. Um, <laughs> ever since I've been coaching a lot, I don't have a lot of road rage quite so much anymore. And, you know, being a New Yorker to some extent, um, I don't have a lot of patience for people not paying attention, I guess. I mean, I'm just as guilty as anybody else. But anyway, this is an example. Um, I'm driving along, minding my own business, when someone pulls out in front of me and I had to slam on my brakes in order to prevent that collision from hitting the, the other person. And I may or may not have uttered some choice words. I may or may not have made gestures with my hands. I've actually kind of stopped doing that because that's kind of dangerous. You don't know how people are going to react. Um, and those reactions, they just came about because you're, you're reacting in the moment to something. And probably you had thoughts running. I had thoughts running through my mind like, uh, what an idiot. How dare they do that to me? I'm in a hurry. It's, of course, it's, everything's about me. When, what are they thinking? You know, um, how they, they, you know, they think they can drive, they have a license, you know, a driver's license. And, um, I can't believe they did that. Didn't they see me? And so I'm angry and maybe I followed them for a bit. Maybe I was yelling at them in my mind or in my car with the windows up. Maybe I fumed and ground my teeth in frustration as they raced away. Um, I might have carried that pissed off feeling the rest, you know, of my day or part of my day. And in my mind, um, I could be blaming the other driver for making me mad. I'm, I could be blaming the other driver for making, you know, the, the rest of my day, maybe not quite so pleasant. I'm 
blaming that driver for making me mad, mad, which is kind of an understandable interpretation, but let's look at what's really making me mad. So we go back to the first part of the model, which is the C line, the circumstance line. And if we were to look at the circumstances of this particular situation, there are in essence, two cars, two drivers on the same street at roughly the same time. One driver pulls out of another street in front of a car that is maybe in the same lane. And that person behind that car that just pulled out has to forcibly use their brakes. Notice there's no emotion in this. There are no feelings. There are no opinions. There, it's just like a police report. This happened. And so I'm, you know, having all these thoughts about this person, this other driver, and I'm going to pick one of those thoughts to look at. So I can't believe this person pulled out in front of me, you know, and, and we can have a whole lot of reactions along those lines, but all the thoughts you're having about that, you know, I mentioned before, uh, what an idiot they keep, you know, can they drive? Do they even have a license? And, you know, those are thoughts. Those are not facts. Those are our interpretations of what just happened. So, you know, that made that thought, I can't believe that person pulled out in front of me. I was, I felt angry. And so from anger, how am I behaving or not behaving? I'm behaving in such a way where I'm blaming the other person. I'm judging them. I might've honked my horn or gesticulated in a certain way with my hands. I might've said things or said things very loudly. I may maybe have used profanity. Um, I'm not focusing on my own driving. I'm not focusing on what's going around me and other cars, other drivers. I'm distracted by what that other driver did and is still doing. I'm focused. All my, my attention is focused on that other driver. And I may even be looking for signs of remorse that this person just did this, you know, give me a hand wave and that might've calmed me down, but I didn't see it. So, um, I become basically what I'm creating myself for myself is I'm becoming a pretty terrible, uh, driver myself. I'm becoming that person who just does things thoughtlessly. I'm becoming, um, I'm so busy wrapped up in what just happened and my interpretations and assessment of it. I'm not really paying attention to what's going on around me. I might be pulling out in front of somebody else doing what that other person did to me. So you see what I created for myself from that, that line of thought. And it is possible because I'm there that if somebody pulls out in front of me, I take the time to assess how I really want to feel about it. And maybe I can give the person the benefit of the doubt. They didn't see me or, you know, they've got a lot on their mind, whatever it is. I I'm choosing to think very differently. I can feel the anger, but you know, I don't want to be angry. I don't want to focus that anger. I don't want to expend the energy of being angry at something that happens. There's a big difference. So basically the other driver did not make me angry. It didn't, that other driver didn't make me do 
or feel anything. My own thinking created that for me. And why is this so important to realize? Because in any situation, we can decide how we want to think and feel about it. It takes some practice to do that, but we always have the option whether or not we can jump to that other interpretation that might not make us feel so angry or so powerless, but we always have the option to not respond in anger. We can, it's empowering to feel and think a certain way by choice. And, And instead of being at the mercy of what somebody did or what somebody else or something else out there, we can decide how we want to react. We can control our reactions or at least be aware of them. Well, you know, boy, I wish I hadn't reacted that way. I see that now. And then maybe in the moment we get closer and closer to be able to say, well, I, yeah, this is infuriating, but I really don't want to act this way. So I'm just going to like, you know, pull back, you know, withdraw from the situation and not engage in it the way I used to. And so we can control our reactions, our own emotions. We can watch our brains and see where we've been off, we veer off course in our thinking. And more excitingly, we can create our own results, our own desired outcomes on purpose with this same tool. So when I started my coaching journey, uh, probably about, I guess it'll be four years, I became aware of life coaching and the, the, the concepts and tools that I learned in my own coaching practice. And I, (laughs) there was a, you know, um, you have to, I've been doing the work long enough where I can now see how how well managed my brain really is because I focused on that. I wanted to have a better managed brain. I wanted to have some control over what I was thinking and feeling and my reactions to things outside of myself. And it's been a, a hell of a journey, which I am forever grateful to myself that I took. But when I started this journey, um, this whole concept, that I'm creating and can create my experiences was intoxicating. It was mind blowing. Like really, I can have that much control over my own brain, my emotional state. And for somebody who my history is, I'm, I'm, I'm either overly analytical and trying to shut down my emotions or my emotions try to over, over, uh, overcome my own, um, analytical abilities. There was never, you know, for a long time, there was no balance. There was no equanimity. You know, it was all an extreme. And that's why I love coaching so much. I mean, I knew um, I'm emotionally fluent because of my background, how I was growing up in a family of very emotional people. And, but my, desired place to be is really from that assessment, that analytical, that strategizing. And so I've learned to balance myself between two worlds with this model. You know, no emotion is so scary that I don't want to feel it anymore. But I digress. 
um, I, when I started this whole process and I, I saw this model, I saw this tool, it was exciting for me. It just filled me with possibility of what I could create for myself personally and in my business and my own sense of security, you know, financial and emotion, emotional security. But before it was intoxicating, I will say this, that, um, <laughs> it was only intoxicating after I got over my own victim mentality. Um, my own sense that there were other things and other people to blame for where I was. I was not taking any responsibility for really for a lot of the things that were happening in my life. I thought I was the victim of circumstance. And so when I was trying to overcome my own victim mentality, this took a while because there are so many thoughts and beliefs based on my victimhood that I had to sift through that that's where this model, this tool became vital to me in order to see what I was creating for myself. And, it, you know, it, it's taken a while to figure out that there are some, obviously some thoughts that are worthwhile thinking. There are other thoughts that are just ridiculous that you shouldn't even be focusing on. And that's why th there's a um, high degree of discernment about my own, the quality of my own thinking that the model has shown me. So a lot of our thoughts in our brain are un unconscious. They're unintentional. They're just there. They're not managed very well. I think of like uh, herding cats. Our, our thoughts are like those speedy, quick cats. And we're trying to, you know, they're out in an open field and we're trying to corral them. That's how a lot of our thinking feels. And they're darting and they're jumping. They're all over the place. And they just don't feel like we can ever manage them. But we can through a tool like this. And I'm sure there are other coaching um, or other tools that out, out there in our collective toolboxes that feel right to you. But this one just resonates the most for me. It has been the most helpful, uh, illuminating, educational, effective in changing my life. So when it comes to our unintentional thoughts, our unconscious thoughts um, that run through our brain all the time, uh, those are the blind spots we have. That's where we don't have an objective view. That's where we get led astray and wonder why we keep having unhealthy relationships with food or money, other people. And these those unconscious or unintentional thoughts are creating results we don't like. And this is where the model is so incredibly helpful. Those blind spots become immediately obvious to us through this tool. And once those thoughts, the ones that may or may not be valuable to us, uh, come out into the light and we're more aware of them, we can decide to keep them, we can modify them, or never consciously engage with them again. The model affords us a lot of power over what we want to do about our own thinking. Back in the previous episodes about new beliefs, uh, let's see, I talked about how a new belief or new thought, basically, could help us redirect our brains to what we want to create purposefully rather than what we're unconsciously creating. So think about your most commonly felt emotions. 
that list may include anxiety, love, doubt, powerlessness, fear, satisfaction, stuckness, joy, helplessness, um, disappointment, excitement. Um, those, that's like a really short list of emotions, but imagine what, what emotions you feel the most, what are your top three emotions every day? And those emotions give us different results, but if there um, are higher, more positive feelings are cleaner fuel to keep going forward, forward to our goals. So if doubt and fear is the emotion that you're feeling in a model, what does doubt and fear create in your behavior? Maybe avoidance, maybe uh, denial maybe, um, self-sabotage, maybe, uh, you're judging yourself, you're beating yourself up, you're blaming others. You're not taking responsibility. A whole host of actions come from fear and doubt. And basically what fear and doubt create for us is at least a slowing down or a stopping of going forward. So another way to look at this is by taking something concrete. Say for instance, if you were to take your bank account balances and you combine them, you have one number. So that number is neutral. That circumstance of a number is neutral. Different people can look at that number in a different way. So, but that bank balance, if we put it in the result line, will show you those numbers are a reflection of your thoughts, your beliefs, and your feelings about you, your skills, your marketing abilities, your clients, how you see your business, your relationship with your business. All that number is a reflection of all those things. So if that's a number you're happy with, yay. Because think about what thoughts and, and feelings, what you were experiencing that helped you create that number, that number and your thinking and feeling were in alignment because our thinking is always related to what we're creating. So you might've been thinking thoughts like, um, I have a great relationship with my business, or I know how to make money making money is easy for me. I'm a, I'm a pretty good business owner. I like my business, but for instance, if that bank balance number isn't what you want it to be, then there are probably multiple thoughts that you're unconsciously operating from. Then they may be something like, I've never made more than that amount of money. I don't know how to make more money than that. My business is unhealthy. I can't keep clients. I don't know where to find more clients. Maybe I'm not a good business person. Do you see how the difference in the feeling between those two sets of thoughts? And I brought this up a little bit before. So what's more interesting about like a circumstance, like this number, this neutral number? is that two different people could have two different responses to it, two different sets of thinking or feelings. One person can say, that's pretty awesome. Another person could say, that's not enough. And so that number 
being just a circumstance is neutral and everything else is just a reaction to it. It has no meaning. That number has no meaning until your brain assigns it one through a feeling. So mind management becomes a lot easier with this five-part formula, this tool. This is where your emotions, the ones that kind of scare you or you want to avoid, become data. It's information that helps you figure out what you're thinking and by extension, what you're creating for yourself. And you can course correct if you know what your brain is doing without your conscious knowledge. And so here's another way to look at this. You can put a revenue amount. It's like this, this goal amount that you want to make by the end of the year. It's like the last month of 2021, I want to make this amount by December 31st. And so you put that in the result line as a result. And then you reverse engineer, you go backwards. What would I be doing in order to create that amount? What would I need to be feeling about that number in order to create my actions? What will I be thinking? So basically from that, this new revenue number by the end of, of, of 2021, that you've formulated a new belief, a new belief in this result of this number. So you would be figuring out how you'd be thinking and feeling and doing in order to get that number. And it, you challenge yourself by what, what would I be trying? What would I need to be thinking? What are my resources? And this, this model in this way is just the most magical thing. Because not only can you deal with your, or make sense of all the unintentional thoughts in your mind, but you can also start looking to the future and creating things in the future. That action line becomes a to-do list, but that action line won't have any oomph or power in terms of follow through unless you have a powerful emotion fueling those actions. So I know this is a lot that I've been dishing out, but if, if you have any questions or comments about what this means for your business and why it's so important or how you would go about doing this on for yourself, uh, just let me know. We can talk through it, walk through it. And it's, it's, it seems deceptively simple, but it can be tremendously profound. I will say that. Um, there are all sorts of things that you can do with a model that will kind of blow your mind. So having said all that, um, yes, please let me know if there are any questions and if I need to clarify something in another episode, I would love to hear it. In the meantime, I will see you next week. Take care.